When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling World. As always, I'm your host, Austin Boyer. And tonight is an exciting episode of Wrestling World. Why is it exciting, you may ask? It's because WrestleMania is now over and done with, which means new superstars coming to the roster, and maybe some new exciting storylines coming soon. Now, if you watch WrestleMania, you'll know that this was a two-night event. Night one, there was a little bit of a, of a day, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a delay because of rain. The event was supposed to start at seven o'clock, but it did not start till eight p.m. But we will get into that card later. But as of right now, we have some shocking news in the world of professional wrestling. Because a few superstars got released as of today, April 15th, 2021. And those superstars that got released are Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce of the Iconics, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Kalisto, Bo Dallas, and Wesley Blake. Now all these names sound familiar. If you're a professional wrestling fan, you know these names sound familiar. Now, we all know that after WrestleMania, WWE releases several superstars. They do this every year. This is something that just doesn't happen out of the blue. They do this literally every year. So it's not something we're not used to, because we're definitely used to this. But... When I seen that Samoa Joe got released, this was surprising to me. Because Samoa Joe was recently rumored to return to the ring soon. I know that he's been dealing with injury for the last several months, but he was rumored to return. And not only that, but he, he, was, he has been doing commentary for Monday Night Raw for the past several months since he's been out of action. So this comes as a, as a surprise to me because this is somebody who definitely should have, should not have been released from his contract. Samoa Joe, I thought, was doing great on commentary. And while WrestleMania, after WrestleMania... You know, they released several stars, but after WrestleMania is when you see a lot of stars returning. Like like um, this past Monday, we saw the Viking Raiders return after several months of being out of action. So Samoa Joe's release to me comes as, as a surprise because I expected him to return after WrestleMania. I expected him to, you know, end up in a storyline after WrestleMania, but obviously that's not going to happen. But like I said, the guy has been doing commentary for several months, and he's been doing great. I even said it in my podcast about how good Samoa Joe was in commentary. And if there was ever a time where he would quit wrestling and do commentary, I would be fine with that. And I said that in recent episodes. So this is definitely a shocker to me that Samoa Joe has been released. But can he go to AEW? That's always a possibility. AEW recently has had a tendency of picking up people from WWE that have been released. Samoa Joe, before WWE, he was known in TNA and Ring of Honor. He's had a tremendous career in TNA before jumping ship to NXT. 
and then joining the main roster. So it's always possible he can go to AEW. As far as Billy Kay goes, you know, that doesn't surprise me, but, but um, because they weren't using her. They weren't using her as well, as much. Peyton Royce surprises me because I know that when they broke up the iconic tag team, Peyton Royce was supposed to get this big push. Whatever happened to that, I don't know. I believe Peyton Royce was actually, I don't know if it was Billy Kay or Peyton Royce, but one of them had actually cut a promo not long ago on, on the Talking Smack episodes of SmackDown. I don't remember which one it was. I believe it was, it was Peyton Royce. I'm not sure, though. As far as Mickey James goes, again, I'm not surprised by this one either. They weren't using Mickey James. You know, Mickey James had returned to WWE a few years ago. But ever since then, you know, she's just been used for backstage segments every now and then. You rarely ever see her anymore, though. So I'm not too surprised. Chelsea Green, I'm not surprised either. Um, Tucker Carl, Tucker, um, <laughs> I almost said Tucker Carlson. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, wrong Tucker. Um, Otis's former tag team partner, Tucker, he was released. Ever since Heavy Machinery broke up, Tucker just hasn't had his shot. And now we see the same thing with Otis. They're not really doing much with Otis. They're, I mean, they are doing something with Otis, but it, it doesn't have the same effect as it had when he was in Heavy Machinery. Um, Otis is now in that tag team with Chad Gable, which, to me, I don't see where this is going. I believe he had a better chance in Heavy Machinery. That was at least entertaining. It was entertaining to watch these guys. Unfortunately, WWE has decided to break them up, and with that, with that happening, Tucker, he pretty much got lost in the card, you know, lost in the shuffle, and he was never used. I think he had one match after Heavy Machinery had broken up, and he would also turn on Otis during a match he had with The Miz. That was never talked about afterwards. Tucker turned on Otis, and then after that, there was never anything said about it. So, I really feel like WB has missed the opportunity of bringing Tucker and Otis back together. It's a shame, but best of luck to Tucker. Um, Kalisto... I believe Kalista was a member of Lucha House Party, I believe. But her release is her release, you know. Um, they have been teasing the breakup between Lucha House Party, so maybe this was a way to to have Kalisto taken off of t television for a while. You know, maybe he even saw his release coming. I don't know. But where does the Lucha House Party go from here? I, maybe they'll just team up together. I don't know. But Kalisto, shocking to me, he is talented. Um, I believe he did. He did tag with Sin Cara at one point. Again, he's another one that can show up in AEW. But we'll see. Um, Bo Dallas now there's a lot of talk about Bo Dallas here recently a lot of people were saying he was the fiend that appeared in Attack Randy Orton at Fastlane a lot of people are still saying he was the fiend that it wasn't Bray Wyatt that is Bo Dallas under the mask now this right here, Bo Dallas being released, this should put all those theories to rest. That the fact that Bo Dallas is not the fiend. And if you look closely, you can see on Bray Wyatt's glove that he has the hand tattoo. He has the chest tattoos. It is Bray Wyatt. It is not Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas, um, 
his release isn't a surprise to me. It is sad, though, because Bo Dallas is very talented. A former NXT champion. But WWE missed the opportunity with Bo Dallas because they could have had Bo Dallas a part of the Firefly Funhouse. They, they could have done something with him. WWE missed the opportunity of having him teaming up with his brother Bray Wyatt. These guys have teamed up in FCW. Just a missed opportunity by WWE to, to waste Bo Dallas. Now, Bo Dallas has been preparing for life outside of WWE with Liv Morgan, apparently. But it is, it's still a shame. But this doesn't surprise me that he got released. Um, a lot of us all seen it coming. Wesley Blake, another person who's got released. I don't know much about Wesley Blake, honestly. Um, I do know he's an NXT guy, but that's all I know. I haven't seen most of his matches. Um, I'll have to go back and watch them. But several people have gotten released from WWE today. Like I said, this is no surprise. WWE does this every year. That's the budget cut thing. The only one that surprises me really is Samoa Joe, who I said could could continue doing commentary, but you know, things happen. Samoa Joe could end up in AEW, like I said. With WWE picking up so much talent, it's always a possibility. Now, as far as people getting released there's one person I'm surprised that hasn't been released that they haven't called yet is Aleister Black now I'm very surprised that Aleister Black isn't one of the names that have been called he still could possibly end up being released now this is only the first day of releases April 15th now by tomorrow we could see more get released that's usually how it happens they release so many in the day, then they release more the next day. But I'm looking to see Aleister Black get released. I, I'm betting money that Aleister Black will end up getting released from his contract and parting ways with WWE once and for all. Which again, another missed opportunity. Like I've said before. Now, we did see Andrade get released. He asked for his release. So we might as well just throw him on the list, too. You know, Andrade got released, and several others probably will get released, and it's it's a shame, but, you know, that's what happens. This isn't nothing new. But it really bothers me when Samoa Joe got released. Knowing that Samoa Joe is gone, it just bothers me. Knowing that he's gone from WWE, um, it wasn't something I was expecting. I had planned to do this episode later in the day, like early this morning, but I'm glad I didn't because then I would have never known all these people have gotten released. So I'm glad I held off and did the episode now. But like I said, we're due for some more releases um, with a lot of N the NXT guys coming up that makes room for the NXT guys on the roster so there's always that but um, where does Samoa Joe go from here is the question could he end up in Ring of Honor before TNA he was in Ring of Honor you know but there were so many feuds that I'd, I'd like to see him in WWE. And we just didn't get the chance. On a positive note, though, the Viking Raiders have returned to WWE. The Viking Raiders, after missing several months of action, have now returned. And we really didn't hear too much about the Viking Raiders when they were dealing with that injury and being off, kept off television. We didn't hear too much. But now, 
They are back. And what this will do to the tag team division, it will shake things up. With the Hurt Business now breaking up, and Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander being a tag team, the New Day, AJ and Almos, uh, I think his name is, whatever. I think the tag team division is, is getting ready to, to have this big shakeup. And adding the Viking Raiders to this mix is so exciting because the Viking Raiders are talented and they are one of my favorite tag teams on the roster. So when I seen these guys return, I was so excited for this. Bad thing for Shelton and Alexander though, you know, because now they're not a part of the Hurt Business. So they'll probably just get dropped down on the card again like they were before they joined the Hurt Business. But, I, but with AJ and his new bodyguard or whatever becoming the tag team champions, I, I do think things will shake up. And we will see some exciting feuds. So there is that. Now, on to WrestleMania. Rhea Ripley is now the women's champion. Bianca Blair is now women's champion. And these, these two women both have just come up from NXT. This is big. Bianca Blair beating Sasha Banks. Rhea Ripley beating Asuka. I think Asuka and uh, Rhea Ripley put on a great show. We all kind of expected Rhea Ripley to beat Asuka. Now, I did hear that Rhea Ripley was a replacement for Charlotte Flair. I know the original plan was for Charlotte Flair and Asuka to feud for the Women's Championship at WrestleMania. But due to Charlotte getting COVID, that did not happen. So, Rhea Ripley is now your Women's Champion. And for those who saying this is too soon, this has happened way too soon, hey, she deserves it. I was excited for her debut, and it, it's so good to see somebody debut not only on the main roster, but on the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania, and become the Women's Champion. How often can you say that happens? I thought they put on a good match. I do believe Rhea Ripley is a heel. She was a heel in this feud. I kind of feel like Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley will feud eventually. It, do, it does feel like Charlotte Flair is now the heel that she needs to be because before she was a babyface with Asuka. Charlotte Flair as a babyface just doesn't work for me. I prefer as a heel, so seeing her a heel and going forward I think is a good thing. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Cesaro and Seth Rollins I thought was another good match at WrestleMania. Not only was it good, but it was just great to see Cesaro finally get his due. Finally become someone that wins a match at WrestleMania. Finally get a singles run. I thought they had a good match. Um, we've seen Cesaro spin Seth Rollins like, what, 15, 16 times. Um, the match was good. I wouldn't say it was great, but it was a decent match. A little bit of back and forth. But it was an okay match. I will say that. Um, it's just good. Like the match itself doesn't even like concern me. I'm just I'm more happier at the fact that Cesaro finally just gets to win a WrestleMania match. He finally gets a singles push after years of being put from one tag team to the next. It's just good to see him get a push. Sucks for Seth Rollins. This is his second loss in WrestleMania in a row. He lost to Kevin Owens last year at WrestleMania. But the whole Seth Rollins Messiah gimmick, I don't know. I just don't feel it. They need to have Seth Rollins go back to the old architect gimmick as a heel if he's going to be a heel at all. Um, this whole Messiah gimmick just isn't working for me. I don't think it's really working for anyone. 
And I can't be the only one that feels this way, honestly, but that's just me. Like I said, AJ and Omos versus the New Day. The, the AJ and Omos are the new tag team champions. This this match was booked correctly to me, I think, because you know, Omos was out through half the match, and AJ, you know, kind of was in there with the New Day and and wrestling, and then in the end, almost just came in and wiped out everybody, wiped out, you know, Xavier and Kofi, and I thought this match was booked correctly, because if you're booking a guy like almost you want to book these guys strong, you want to book this guy like a monster, and that's exactly what he did this past Sunday, or Saturday, whichever day it was, um, the match was just booked correctly. I thought it was a decent match. But it, it was just... It was just good to see... A big heel... Get over... As a big heel. We've seen the New Day... As champions, what, 11 times now? 13 times, whatever. It's, it's good to see something new. I'm hoping AJ and his bodyguard or whatever they have a good championship run that they don't hurry up and take the belts off them and put them on the new day um the problem i see with wwe now is that they they don't have a solid champions they don't have a long-term champion and that's not what just the wwe championships like the main championships that's with like the tag team championships as well is what I'm seeing. They need a solid champion. They need somebody to have a solid run. And you can't do that if you keep taking the belts off of people and putting them on someone else. They do that with the WWE Championship. They're taking it from McIntyre, putting it on Lashley, putting it on Randy. Within several, just a couple months, you know, we need somebody to be a solid champion. And that's what we need in the tag team division as well. And I, I think with... AJ and this almost guy, I think they could have a solid run. If booked correctly. Because at this point, you know, we're all tired of the new day. We're tired of seeing the same old thing. So that that's my take on it. Keep the new day as far as far away from the tag division as possible. We've seen the new day do their thing, we're done. After Biggie left the New Day, they, they should have split up the whole team. But honestly, for somebody like Xavier Woods, w would that help them? Because we've seen Kofi Kingston on a singles run. Would we see Xavier on a singles run? I highly doubt it. I, I doubt they would take him serious as a singles competitor. Because Kofi's actually good. Xavier's decent, but Kofi is better. And, and Kofi's championship run probably would have meant more if he wasn't a part of the New Day. I've said that before in recent episodes. But hey, like I said, you know, it's, it's good to see someone else have a WrestleMania moment. It's good to see a tag team beat the New Day, honestly. Moving on. Um, Bianca Blair and Sasha, that was a good match. I thought night one based Definitely had its moments. Um, night two, to me, wasn't as good. We'll get into that in a second. Night one, I thought, was a lot better. But Bianca Blair, I thought night one was definitely a great moment for her. Same as what I said about Rhea Ripley, you know, coming up on the main roster, winning the Women's Championship. I said before, Bianca Blair would be a a women's champion soon, I was right, you know, they did exactly what I said they were going to do, they pushed her to the top, and I definitely see her having a long-term championship run. Now, we did see the tag team turmoil matches with Tamina and Natalia coming on top. I honestly don't know who else was involved in that match. I, I didn't list them off. But honestly, 
if you watch the outcome to the tag team turmoil match and then the Shayna Baszler and the Nia Jax match, you know the tag team ma the tag team turmoil match didn't really mean anything. All it's done was make Shayna and Nia look stronger. It was Natalia and Tamina versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Natalia and Tamina had won the tag team tur turmoil match, moving on to face Nia and, and Baszler for the tag team for the women's tag team championships. And Nia and Tamina, Nia and Baszler ended up retaining. <coughs> Which some of you may think, you know, this isn't a big deal, but well, I was honestly hoping Natalia and Tamina would have just had a, a WrestleMania moment, even if it wasn't that long of a title run. They definitely deserve it. Um, Tamina, Jimmy Superfly Snuka's daughter, has never really had a decent, a, a decent time in her time she's had with WWE. Natalia is someone that just they throw here and throw there. She's in a singles match one minute, she's in a tag team match the next day. They have no clue what to do with some of their female competitors. It's sad because Natalia is someone who deserves something. She deserves better than to be put in a tag team one minute and a singles competitor, singles competition the one next minute. You know, she's a heel one minute, a baby face the next minute. They have no idea what they're doing. So I was hoping that Nia and Tamina would would come out to win that championship. But in the end, Nia and Baszler just were, you know, they came out to look strong. They won that match and they looked stronger in the end. So to me, this is a little upsetting because not only do we not get to see Tamina and Natalia have the WrestleMania moment that they deserve, but now we also see not. Shayna Baszler stuck in a tag team with Nia Jax, who to me, I believe Shayna Baszler would pay off more if she was a singles competitor. Because in the beginning, she had a good singles run, but that was taken away. Becky Lynch is, is still gone. And honestly, I thought Shayna Baszler should have beat Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. That didn't happen. Ever since then, she's been stuck in this tag team with Nia Jax, with um, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Blair becoming women's champions, you would think that they would have a top heel like Shayna chase after the title. And that would be an exciting feud, you know. The top heel versus the top baby face, they could pull that off. But I highly doubt they would do that. Um... But it is a shame that Shayna Baszler will, will still be stuck in this tag team with Nia Jax. For the time being, it isn't bad because they need a, a top heel tag team. But it would have—it it just would have been nice to see Tamina and Natalya have the WrestleMania moment. So that's definitely a shame to me that that was wasted. Hold on one second, guys. I'm going to take a drink. Talking your ears off. <laughs> Give me one second. All right. But yeah, like I was saying, it's such a shame to see this happen, but... I don't believe this is long term. I do believe eventually we will see Shayna Baszler have a decent run as a singles competitor. But I do not know. I don't know what their plan is. They, we did see the Andre the Giant Battle Royal on Friday night. Jay Uso winning that which I don't know why they didn't put on the WrestleMania card as they've done every year as tradition. So there is that. There's no need in talking about that because it wasn't a part of WrestleMania. Um, 
we did see the drum fight with Biggie and Apollo Crews with Dabakato making his in-ring debut, sort of. When it looked like Big E was going to close in and and retain his title, you know, after Apollo went through the table, Big E hit his finisher. Dabakato came in for the save, and Apollo Crews was able to pick up the win with an assist from Dabakato. Now, if you remember Dabakato, he was a Raw Underground guy from the horrible Raw Underground segments. This was absolutely horrible. I will not go into detail, just look it up. But Dabakato was one of the guys that were a part of these segments. Ever since they canceled the Raw Underground segments, Dabakato has not been mentioned. He has not been seen on Raw or SmackDown or NXT, nowhere. But this past Sunday at WrestleMania, he had made his in-ring debut attacking Big E and assisting Apollo to become the new Intercontinental Champion. So it does seem as if maybe Apollo Crews has a little bit of a bodyguard. I don't know where this is going to go, if this is going to lead to a match with Big E and Dabakato. Um... I do know that Dabakato will probably not be going under the ring name of Dabakato anymore. That he has a new ring name. I don't know what his new ring name is. But I did read that he will have one soon. But his name apparently won't be Dabakato. But I don't know what, it el what else it is. So I'm going to continue calling him that until I know what it is. Um, but I, I've always wondered about him, you know. I thought that he had good potential in Raw Underground. Now, obviously, I didn't like the Raw Underground segments. You can listen back to those episodes on my earlier podcast episodes. But to me, Dabakato is like another version of Braun Strowman. And if you know Vince McMahon, the way he books his big guys, you know Vince McMahon loves the big guys. And he books them as high as he can. We've seen him do this with guys like Braun Strowman. You know, he, he booked Braun Strowman to be one of the top heels. But ever since then, Braun Strowman really just isn't nobody anymore. You know, he, he's become lost in the card. He's not what he used to be. Back then he had a catchphrase, a catchphrase you know, get these hands. He don't, he don't do that no more. And now he's just, he's just Braun Strowman. He ain't nobody. He's Braun Strowman. He could have been booked as a top heel. They had the chances to do that with him. But now he's just lost in the card. And it feels like they don't know what to do with him now. And if Dabakato isn't booked properly, that's probably what will happen to him. I don't know. But the Nigerian drum fight, it was interesting. Um, nobody knew what to expect. But Apollo Crews is now the Intercontinental Champion. Um, I expected Big E to win. That didn't happen. I expected Big E to have a good Intercontinental Championship run. That didn't happen. Um, and I believe this, is, well, this, this was Big E's first feud as Intercontinental Champion as well. So I'm surprised to see him not retain. But after reading that there have been so many changes to the WrestleMania card, so many last minute changes, that this kind of makes sense. But speaking of Braun Strowman, we saw that hor horrible match he had with Shane. Um, he threw Shane off the steel cage. We've all expected this. We know Shane's matches go. He does something crazy. Ends up losing or whatever. You know. This this feud is something we didn't ask for. I don't know why they continue to put Shane in matches. There's so many people on that roster deserving 
of a WrestleMania moment other than Shane McMahon. If you take a look at to all the superstars that got released, Samoa Joe, Tucker, Kalisto, Bo Dallas, why couldn't they face Strowman? Somebody like Samoa Joe, I would enjoy facing Strowman. But WWE decides to put Shane McMahon in there, something nobody wants to see, a, a goofy storyline from the beginning. Which I never understood to begin with, because when you think about it, WWE is an advocate for bullying. And when you hear the comments that Shane McMahon makes about Braun Strowman, basically bullying him for the way he was in school, his grades, this and that, it does make WWE look kind of goofy. When in real life, they are the advocates for the bullying campaign. So to me, this is not only a childish storyline, but it is kind of stupid. And like I said, there were so many superstars deserving of an opportunity to be on the WrestleMania card other than Shane McMahon. But why am I not surprised he's on the card? You know, he's Shane McMahon, he can do what he wants, but this is why your talent gets wasted. Because you make dumb calls like that. But Braun Strowman did pick up the win. Hopefully that's the end we see of Shane for a while, maybe until next year. Knowing WWE's booking. But talk a little more about night two of WrestleMania. Which I was more excited for because if you know me well enough, you'll know I am a big fan of Bray Wyatt. Now, like I said, there were some last-minute changes to the card. Bray Wyatt was supposed to win this match, squashing Randy Orton. And apparently Randy Orton was to be taken off of TV for a few months. But because there was some last-minute changes to the card, Randy Orton ended up defeating Bray Wyatt and shocking everyone on Twitter with Alexa Bliss turning on The Fiend, apparently, and Randy Orton picking up the win with an RKO. Now, I know a lot of people are frustrated by this, and I was too, but when I think about it, this is a long-term story, and with WrestleMania backlash pay-per-view coming up, we could see Randy Orton and The Fiend go at it one more time. I do know that there was a Firefly Funhouse match rumored to happen at the Royal Rumble that didn't happen obviously but we still could see Bray Wyatt feud with Randy Orton as far as Alexa Bliss is concerned um, I guess she will have her own thing going on Raw apparently with the Alexa's playground segments so not only will we be getting Funhouse Bray Wyatt and The Fiend but when I'll be getting Alexa Bliss with her new friend Lily that she debuted on Monday night a new puppet named Lily which is more freakier than the Fiend gimmick I, I don't know it was, was kind of weird but it did freak out a lot of people on Twitter so I am frustrated with the fact that the Fiend has lost because this is something that shouldn't have happened if they were going to book this match and book Alexa Bliss turning on the Fiend they could have waited until Bray Wyatt had beaten Randy Orton at WrestleMania. And then after pinning Randy Orton, he could have he could have uh, turned his attention to Alexa with Alexa turning on Bray Wyatt, doing something to turn on Bray Wyatt. And then Randy Orton, you know, sneaking up from behind him and giving an RKO, furthering the storyline you know, until WrestleMania backlash. That would be the way I would book it, but that didn't happen. It left me and several others upset because of this booking. We don't want to see The Fiend lose. He is a an attractive wrestler, you know. He is the main, main attraction, I'm sorry. So, a Fiend, uh, um, excuse me, a loss to The Fiend um, isn't good. We should not see The Fiend losing. And this whole storyline was based on payback. It was based on revenge. And this storyline has been going on for several months. So not seeing Bray Wyatt get his revenge is kind of a big waste of time and a waste of energy.
because we as fans, we, we love this story. If you're a fan of Bray Wyatt and you, you enjoyed this story, and you were most certain that you would see Bray Wyatt get his revenge at WrestleMania, that obviously didn't happen. And now, The Fiend has now taken a second loss. Now, like I said, this doesn't make any sense, but they are telling a story. And a lot of people are saying, well, they buried The Fiend. They buried The Fiend. No, this is just this is just long-term storytelling. Now, Alexa turning on The Fiend, I don't think they should have done it right away. Because Alexa Bliss and The Fiend are two people we like to see together. We like to see them in storylines together. But it just sucks to build up to this match. You know, Alexa wanting to bring The Fiend back. The Fiend coming back and looking strong. And then he loses to an RKO. It doesn't make any sense. I get that. But they are still telling a story. You know, we did see Bray Wyatt return this past Monday with the Firefly Funhouse. So no, they aren't burying Bray Wyatt. If they were burying Bray Wyatt, they wouldn't be doing the Funhouse segments. We wouldn't probably wouldn't even be seeing him on television if they were burying this character. With Bray Wyatt's Funhouse segments, I do believe we are getting something else. Something new. Maybe a new gimmick. A new layer added to his character. Because he is playing the Funhouse character. He did play the cult leader, Bray Wyatt, as we've seen in the past and he brought it back with his feud with Braun Strowman we, you know he had he does the fiend he could always add something else to his his arsenal so there is that and like I said we could see him go against Randy Orton here coming soon but as, as far as Bo Dallas is concerned with you know Bo Dallas playing the fiend character like I said earlier in the show all those theories should be put to rest because Bo Dallas is now released. So we shouldn't hear any of that anymore. But knowing how Twitter is and social media, people always have theories. But the good thing about Bray Wyatt's character is that he is always telling a story. WWE, they are so invested in him, they are not going to bury him. If WWE ever had the opportunity to bury him, they would have done it years ago. But instead, they brought back the Bray Wyatt with the Fiend gimmick, the Funhouse gimmick, and he is still strong. Will he bounce back from this? Of course. He's taken losses in the past, guys. He, he can bounce back from this. Does it suck that he lost? Yes, but that happens. And the good thing about this is they can always continue the story till WrestleMania Backlash. I don't know if that's the plan, but we'll see what happens. Now as far as the main event of Night 2 goes, Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan, I think a lot of people were expecting Edge to come out and start his reign as the new Universal Champion. That did not happen, surprisingly. I expected Edge to win, but Roman Reigns has now retained. Um, I'm getting a lot of mixed reviews about this match on Twitter. People saying, you know, Edge should have won, or that Daniel Bryan should have won. But knowing how WWE thinks, you know, I think so many people expected Edge to win. The WWE wanted to throw a curveball and have Roman win. And this does make Roman look strong going into WrestleMania Backlash pay-per-view. As we could always get the the match that we wanted to begin with, we can see the Edge versus Roman match now. Because honestly, like I said, I wasn't too thrilled about the triple triple threat match to begin with. About this whole match. Because in the beginning, like I said, it should it should have been Edge versus Roman. We didn't get to see that. So now this this could lead up to Edge versus Roman at the Backlash pay per view. 
I don't know why they're calling it WrestleMania Backlash, to be honest, but whatever. But like I said, this is also a way for WWE to reignite some of their feuds. Just because it ended at WrestleMania doesn't mean it has to end completely. And like I said, so many people expected Edge to win. I think WWE caught on to that. They, they, they probably figured, hey, you know, we'll do this triple threat match. We'll build up to Edge versus Roman. We'll have the Edge versus Roman match. And that'll be that. I, I do feel like they're going that way. Maybe it was too soon for Edge to have the championship. I don't know. Maybe they just feel that Roman should have one more title defense before dropping the title. But I do believe Edge will have the championship eventually. But I know a lot of people were upset by this. But that's the good thing about the Backlash pay-per-view. Is that we could see a lot of these old feuds come back. And we could see a lot happen. Now, SmackDown is tomorrow night. Like I said, I don't know what to expect. I know a lot of people are now saying Cesaro versus Roman is the match to make. I don't believe that. At least not now. Like I see Cesaro getting a big push, but not that big of a push to be Universal Champion. Maybe Intercontinental Champion. But I, I don't see him being Universal Champion. I, I still believe that Edge versus Roman is the match to make. You know, I, I think WWE wanted to wait to make the Edge versus Roman match. And honestly, I thought the match was good. You know, they had their moments. There was a time when I thought Brian was going to win. And towards the end of the match, you know, I thought Edge was going to win. You know, taking both those chairs and, and hitting Brian with them and Roman both. And it did look like Edge was going to win. But then when they, when Edge had his submission move in on Roman, and then Daniel Bryan had the, I think they called it the LaBelle lock. They used to call it that. I don't know what they call it now, but he had his finishing move in. I, I thought it'd be like a double submission. And I honestly thought there for a second that the WWE Championship wouldn't be decided because of Roman tapping. So there was that, and that, so like seeing Roman retain, like I get it. A lot of people were hoping Edge would just come out and and win the match, but the match was so good and it was fun to watch that I, I honestly don't mind Roman retaining because I am a fan of Roman Reigns. And what this does, it, it, this just keeps Edge chasing the title. And I think that makes it so much more exciting. Is it because we want to see Edge chase the title? We want to see what he does next. I think Edge getting the title right away kind of takes a little bit of excitement out of it. So I kind of see why WWE wants to hold off on Edge winning the title soon. Because of, of what we all expected to happen. I don't think anybody expected Roman to retain so it definitely is a surprise to me and a lot of others as well. Because it is not something we expected. Now I do know that Jey Uso got involved in this match. Um, it is to remain to be seen what happens to him as well. He was taken out of the match. Ed, you know, Edge put him out. Um, so it, I'm kind of wondering whether Jay will be taken off of TV for a while. I do know that Jimmy will be making his return soon, so we could see the Usos form a tag team and become a part of the tag team division as well. As like I said, the tag team division, it needs a good shakeup. And with the Viking Raiders returning, it definitely will have a good shakeup. But like I said, I, I don't know what will happen. 
So I think a lot of it is just it's going to be interesting because not only will we see these views kind of kind of reignite and see where these storylines go, but we also will probably see more of the NXT guys coming up. More returns, you know, SmackDown is tomorrow. And Raw, I think, was exciting because we did see some of the fallout from WrestleMania. We did see the Viking Raiders return. We did see some of those feuds, you know, the explanation for The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. Um, I'm curious to know what happens to Randy Orton. We did see Bobby Lashley beat Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Another one I forgot to mention, you know, Bobby Lashley definitely deserves his reign as champion. Him beating McIntyre was not a surprise. Um... A lot of us expected Lashley to retain. I'm kind of hoping they put this McIntyre versus Lashley feud to bed soon. I do know that that McIntyre will be getting his rematch at WrestleMania Backlash. Like I said, WWE needs a solid champion. I'm hoping that Lashley ends up strong in that match and wins. Um... Like I said, WB, they need a solid champion. They can't keep having one champion after the next. You know, it went to The Miz, it went to Orton, it went to McIntyre. Now it's on Lashley. And it's just, it goes on and on and on. So I'm hoping that with this, with this rematch going on between Lashley and McIntyre, I'm hoping that WWE books Lashley strong as a strong champion and defeats McIntyre going on to feud with whoever, you know. Um, as much as I like Drew McIntyre, he, he hasn't had a good run as champion. His first run was exciting, yes, but then they, they, they took the title off of him real quick. And, and then he regained it, beating Randy Orton in that long-ass feud that they had. But um, they ended up taking the title off in like what, like two months later. Um, I just don't want to see that again. I would like to see Bobby Lashley having a reign, a long reign as champion. This is also a way for WWE to bring back Brock Lesnar, who has been rumored to return for months now. I do know that it has been rumored that Lashley versus Lesnar was a plan. I don't know if those rumors were ever true. If WWE has a long-term plan, I don't know. But this is definitely a way for them to bring back Brock Lesnar at one point. At some point, rather, I should say. Um, like I said, it, it, you know, a lot of people are bummed out about WrestleMania, but we could see so many returns. We could see people coming from NXT so there's that you know we could see Ronda Rousey return Becky Lynch is supposed to return soon which I would like to see you know because Becky Lynch never lost her title there's so much we could see me personally I'm not a Charlotte Flair Charlotte Flair fan so yeah there's that I've never been a Charlotte Flair fan Um, I just, I never have, and I don't know, I just, I, I don't want to see her feud for the title again, but it is what it is, like I said, I, I would rather see Charlotte as a heel than a baby face, she works better as a heel, I would like to see Bray Ripley have a good, decent Rush champion. But if they do ta- end up taking the title off of Rhea Ripley soon, it'll be because WWE wants to go back to the original plan of Oscar versus Charlotte Flair. And we could see this match at Backlash. They could wait till SummerSlam or, or whatever. I don't know. But I, I do know that we, we are due for some good matches with Rhea Ripley. I thought she had a decent match at Mania. Like I said, I do believe she's a heel. But with Charlotte Flair being the heel, 
and Oscar being the babyface, I, I don't know where this is gonna go. Because I know WWE wants that top heel and Charlotte Flair. But I don't know, guys. I don't know where this is gonna go. And I think I'm more excited about the NXT guys coming up. Like, we could see Dexter Loomis come up in NXT. From NXT, I mean, um, another one who wasn't on the WrestleMania card was Keith Lee. We could see him return soon. I know that he was supposed to return soon. We could see him return, you know, this Friday night on SmackDown. It's a shame to see him not on the card. But let's be fair, WWE wasn't doing much with him to begin with before WrestleMania, before he got injured or whatever. They weren't doing much at all. And Keith Lee being the, the guy he was in NXT, it sucks, but that's the booking for you. Um, I would like to see Keith Lee be book strong. I mean, even if they'll put him in NXT at this point. But who knows what's going to happen. But NXT, man, I'm excited because there's so much, so many guys we could see, so many women, men and women that could, could appear on the roster. And this usually happens after WrestleMania, so within the next few weeks, I... I kind of expect more NXT people to come from, you know, to come to the main roster. I'm sorry. Can't talk today. Um, and with the new releases that have happened today, um, that should make room for more people coming up. Like I said, you know, it's hard to see these releases, but it happens. I don't know where these releases are going to go. Like Samoa Joe, like I said, AEW maybe. AEW, you know, top competition from WWE, man. Um, they've been feuding with ratings. I know that AEW's ratings haven't been doing so well. NXT TakeOver was a big event. It did beat NXT in the ratings. And I think NXT has been beating... AEW in the ratings for a while, actually. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do think that WWE has been beating AEW, which is crazy to think because AEW was the, you know, the biggest company coming out of something new. You know, we were promised something new. But I don't know. Um, so much to talk about from WrestleMania, man. Um, definitely was a good event. I believe night two wasn't that great. I think night one was a little bit better. Only because of Bianca Blair winning the Women's Championship. Um, Cesaro beating Seth Rollins. You know, Bobby Lashley retaining. I think they opened the show strong. Night two, to me, was a little bit rough. You know, we saw the whole Fiend stuff happen. Which, honestly, took me a couple of days to wrap my head around and kind of make sense of it. A lot of people are saying Alexa Bliss was the spirit of Sister Abigail debuting. Um... Which, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens with that in the next few weeks. I, I, I am kind of curious to see what they do with this new puppet named Lily. Uh, there are rumors going around that this maybe could be Nikki Cross, that people have these theories going around. Nothing is official. Like I said, I don't know anything. But I'm just like, I'm a fan just like you guys, you know. I'm going to watch it to figure out what's going to happen next. But I'm excited, guys. Um, it is definitely something to watch Wrestlemania passing now 
we have we have something fresh to look forward to hopefully we gotta think positive about this no room for, no room for negativity is, is what I would say at this point but um that's the show guys thank you all for listening I appreciate each and every one of you for listening I will be back in about a week or two to bring you guys another episode please stay tuned God bless and thank you all for listening have a great day goodbye